if their reaction is like, oh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife. Where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Hannah from Petersburg, Illinois, and I need some advice. I started a new remote job last week. It's day three and I'm starting to see some really bad red flags and I'm considering not continuing. First of all, the guy who was supposed to train me on day one only trained me for an hour or two and then continued to get off topic the entire time about how this position is challenging and he reminded me so many times to be honest. On day two, He didn't show up at all, and some other guy from another department kept giving me busy things to do, like watch some YouTube channels on things that aren't even related to my job description. This new trainer slipped and said they hired me because I'm a woman, and most men want to speak to women, which made me extremely uncomfortable. I just, I don't even know anymore. I just feel like this company is so unorganized and it's giving me anxiety just thinking about doing this again tomorrow. What should I do? Hannah, honey. GTFO. It's time to go. Yeah. Uh, Episode one, quitting's for everyone. Like, how do they even like get your like job offer out? Like, all the steps that it takes to hire someone, like, I don't even know that they. How that happened? Yeah, somebody must have been typing in the Indeed form and just like making up on the fly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. just like Like twenty minutes later, you're hired. (laughs) God, jeez. Well, Hannah, like, this is obviously this isn't really a joke. This is totally your livelihood. This is your career. You're trying to get what you want. We totally totally sympathize and there's some really actually icky and ugly things in this list of yes. red flags that you've Ugh. noted for us so we're super cringing uh-huh. um and we're, we're laughing because it's awkward Ugh, so so bad <laughs> it's so oh. so bad and and we also know that you're not the only one who's ever experienced this um i've experienced this oh <laughs> hold please <laughs> All right, <yes> ma'am. <laughs> we'll get to the nssd later um but what we bring really, the popcorn <laughs> yeah no get your popcorn But the big idea, Hannah, is that there's a window after starting a new job during which you need to assess your situation. That's perfectly normal. Just because you signed a job description doesn't mean anything about your future with that company. Exactly. We also want to say, like, you can be the most diligent interviewee, ask the best questions, look for all the signs and And green flags and red flags. And, like, you could still miss all this (laughs) bullshit. Um, So. Done it. (laughs) Don't blame yourself. Yeah. No, Vanessa. (laughs) Vanessa's done it. We've all done it on some level, I think. This one was bad, though. I can't. uh, Like, I'm chomping at the bit to tell you the story, but I'm going to. Follow Holland's example. What's next, Holland? Hang on. Oh, my God. Um, we started yeah, a podcast so I could gossip about this one company. It's this pretty is pretty much the where only it's reason at. she wants to do this. The other thing I want to say before we kind of dive in to some of our advice and Vanessa's tea, obviously, <laughs> is like there is no perfect job also. So while, you know, we want to be sensitive and observant, especially in those first days, weeks, and months, mm-hmm. give it first 90 days months, or yeah. so. Yeah. You want to be especially observant during that period. But just, just know like... There are some things that are unacceptable, Mm -hmm. completely unacceptable. And there's some things that you might be able to personally work with that someone else wouldn't be able to work with. And there's some things that like don't really matter too. It's just a matter of 
assessing the situation mm-hmm. during those first 90 days. And especially in the first, like, thir- this is why we give it 90 days. The first 30 days, you're going to be learning a lot. You're going to be taking a lot of information. They may not have hired someone new in a long time. So, like, I- I've had managers before, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I've not onboarded someone in, like, 10 years. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me help you help yourself, which would help me, right? So, like, the first 30 days is sometimes growing pain, sometimes, like, awkward, like it's just weird, and sometimes drinking from a fire hose. Like, give it 90 days, and if it still persists, then you've got to real problem. Right. Especially for some of these other things that we're going to talk about. The other thing we want to kind of say up top is I think a lot of us feel this pressure about LinkedIn, right? The social platform where we're talking about career changes. And, and obviously if you've left your previous company, they know that you're not there anymore. And are you still going to say that you're working at that company, even though you're not? And that's a little bit confusing, but we've mentioned this and we've alluded this on other episodes, but the answer to any concerns you have about updating your LinkedIn within like 24 hours of starting a new job or signing off a letter is like, the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> to quote Vanessa. <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is no. Um, there's no need. No one fucking cares. No. About uh, your like, LinkedIn. You do not update your LinkedIn until you're three months into the new job. You've cleared all these hurdles and you've decided, yep, these are words I can live with. That's it. Just stay, stay off LinkedIn for a while. You need to like suss out the situation. Make sure you can work there. This is a viable solution to your problem, which was unemployment. So all of that said, trust yourself and trust your gut. Understand that you have every right to leave. You have no obligations to stay and you need to do what's best for you. You need to keep the main thing, the main thing. Vanessa. All right, Hannah, let's talk about some kind of obvious examples mm-hmm. that are just immediate red flags. You don't need to stay the full three months. Get the fuck out. Yes. We're Is talking. Tell my story. Vanessa, tell us all about, are we naming yeah. the company? I, probably not. Probably I not. Like I not. don't want to get sued, but like if you work in oh, Houston, you'll know exactly who this is with so like bad. within about three seconds of me telling you this. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is so bad. And I worked there for exactly 30 days and I, yeah, no, it's bad. So I moved to Houston. I kind of knew what I was looking for in terms of like, okay, let's do a woman owned. Let's find a diverse workforce. Like, cause I'd moved from Idaho. So like, you know, so I found a few places I started interviewing and like the interviews at this one company were fantastic. They had everything I was looking for. They were into like the restaurant scene, which was like everyone knows my jam because my secret other life is foodie. foodie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought it was going to be very cool. Like I interviewed with the, with the CEO. I interviewed with the COO. I interviewed with like a manager. Like it was fantastic. Loved it. It was amazing. I mean, I remember you gushing about these yeah. years like this girl, like I won't hear her name, but like yeah. she was great. Uh-huh. Like, apparently like, all the restaurants they worked on, all the clients they had, like, oh, there were incredible like I was so excited and then I got there on like day one and it just started falling apart whatever facade they had up became a total shit show and it started like (laughs) I, I was shown my office and it's like an office shared with another person and it was kind of a tight narrow room but like I'm a big girl so I had to like move my desk just like an inch further out from the wall so I could get around my office partner she was like oh we we can't move the furniture I was like it's an inch She's like, um, no, the CEO is very particular. And I was like, about an inch? <laughs> She's like, yeah, she'll notice. And I was like, I don't know that I believe that. Like that, that seems crazy. Maybe like so deeply unreasonable, yeah, right? Maybe my office partner's crazy. So like I moved my desk. Someone's up. crazy. Yeah, so, someone in here unhinged. But I moved my desk an inch forward. And the COO came by to say hi, because she hadn't seen me, but we talked on the phone for an interview, blah, blah, blah. First words out of her mouth, did you move this desk? And I was like, yeah. She's like, we can't move the furniture. I had to pick my jaw up off the floor because it was like, first day, new hire. The first thing you're going to say to me is I moved my desk an inch so I can fit my body in this weird, awkward place. You have this fucking furniture and you're going to make it a thing. 
The answer is no. I'm I'm speechless. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've already heard this story three times, uh-huh. and I'm speechless. Yeah. Then after the COO left, my office partner was just like, "I told you." And I was like, "What else should I know?" Fucking Pandora's box. Like she just went to town. She's like, "Well, this, 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 and you can't do this. You can't do this." In the middle of her telling me this, like all of this, I hear her name get yelled down the hallway, properly yelled. And she jumps up, grabs a pen and a paper and runs to the back of the office. Turns out it's the CEO yelling at her to come here. And I, like, I just sat. Some Miranda Priestly bullshit. Right? I was like, <laughs> are you Anna Wintour? Because I would run for Anna Wintour. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Give me a pair of Jimmy Choo's and I will run for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, fine. But like, no, ma'am. Like, I just watched it and I like, couldn't move. I was like, did I just, did this did just really, really happen? Just happen? Yeah. yeah. Like, am I in a movie somewhere? Like, what's happening? So I watched it for like five days and then every meeting I had with someone to meet with someone in a different department because I was like kind of doing all Your the things, right? And stuff, yeah. yeah. Every single one of them. Somebody like say something and then they do exactly, they do exactly what Hannah's describing where they like train you for about a minute and then what they really want is to like let out all of the bullshit they've been holding in, like all of their opinions on things. I'm like, oh, so that tells me that like the person I'm talking to doesn't feel any sense of like pride or protection or whatever in their company like the company's not taking care of them loyalty or safety yes exactly and so they're just like no you need to get out because this is a sinking ship so if in the first week people are telling you how shitty it is you fucking believe them and you leave so hannah i say just get out just leave i did not leave after a week i stayed for another week and i got told by the coo that like if you have any issues you need to like email hr uh-huh sorry i know this story too and it's it's wild it's actually crazy so the coo gave me like this person's name and was like if you have any questions about like talk to your hr rep yeah mm-hmm. and and she's like this is another hr rep other than the one you've already dealt with because there was like a coordinator her name was alicia real real name you'll find out why in a second Alicia was the one coordinating my interviews on the outside. So the COO was like, there's an Alicia who does that. And then there's an Emily who deals more with like, if you're late this, if you do that, like if you have any issues Internal with people. Issues, yeah, 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 totally. Right. So it's like, great. So after the first week, I was getting tasks to do that weren't in my job description. And then like, I wasn't actually getting told how to do them. I'm a fairly intelligent person, but like the CEO is going to review it. So I like sent her one version of it and she didn't reply to me. So I sent her another version of it and didn't reply. I like, I'm having a communication crisis in like week two. I Maybe I need to talk to HR. So I like email Emily in HR. I'm like, hey, here's the situation. What would you advise me to do? In other words, like you're not getting a reply back to from the CEO. You're yeah. not exactly sure like the feedback on your work. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you need some more information totally. under your job. If there's a better way to do this, let me know. I'm happy to pivot. Let me know. And she replies to me. Very nice. Maybe try this. Maybe try this. Maybe talk to one of the other middle manager type people. I'm like, okay. So I go have this middle manager meeting. Like I'm doing everything I possibly can. By week three... Yeah, I made it to week three. (laughs) By week three, my office partner is just like so fed up with something else that she finally just breaks. And she's like, I said something about, I emailed HR and she's like, no, those people aren't real, right? And I was like, come again. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, no, I I did not know that. And she's like, yeah, they're fake people. The CEO is Alicia and the COO is Emily. So they're sitting back there in their office, not talking to you, but But responding to your HR emails uh with bullshit. And that's when I had it. I was like, oh, no, this is not just those growing pains that we talked things. about. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, no, this is a real problem. And I was like, bitching about it to you. I was bitching right. about it to my cousins. I was bitching about it. Like everyone that I talked to was like, I was like, I need a temperature check on this. Is this like for real? My cousin pointed out, who's like, Vanessa, having an alias is weird. But like, if those two extra people exist on the payroll somewhere, that's tax fraud. And I was like. Oh, yeah. shit. So I started like, because I cannot leave things alone. I started digging into like their business. 
public record and realize the company that was paying me and the company that I was working for are not the same. And in fact, the company that was paying me through my direct deposit had their ability to work in Texas rescinded by the comptroller involuntarily. And I was like, I don't know what's happening anymore. You've got email aliases for HR, which yep. I think is a, it's a deal breaker in and of itself. Yeah, if not illegal, it's definitely unethical and just fucking weird. You've got like, this tax fraud thing. Possibility, right? And then you've got the licensure revoked. Yeah, I'm just like, now these are really big red flags. So I took week four to get my <laughs> shit together. And like, she's still getting paid, which is nice. Yeah, I was getting paid. So I like, I like put my resume back in the field. Right. I started like applying for, like I spent literally eight hours of every day of week four like nine to five, whatever I was working, like applying for other jobs, replying to people, setting up interviews. Like it was amazing. Absolutely would recommend. (laughs) And then I downloaded everything I needed to, to anonymously report them for tax fraud. And then I quit. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, if you're in Houston, you definitely know who this is by now. And um, I'm fine telling people that that's what I did. (laughs) It's just, it's just, it's just a GTFO situation, like it's, as hard and fast as you can. And it's amazing to me that companies like this exist and that people are still like making money off of them. So like, this is a they huge had clients. Like, yeah. they, like we, you and I went to that restaurant opening yeah, that you worked for, we, right? Yes. Like it was a ama- like it, That was a great meal. Obviously, a great meal, though, great like, restaurant. Like they don't know they're being what swindled. I don't know what the right word is. It sounds terrible. It's so shady like, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And like people are walking in the door, not knowing that the companies like this exist. Right. So just, this is, this is what the first three months is for. Mm-hmm, totally. And this is especially what the first 30 days is for. Like if you yeah. see anything that's super obvious like this, just leave. Don't don't feel bad about it. Don't worry about it. You might not have to anonymously report them for tax fraud, but I <laughs> would recommend. But like just, just get out. It's not worth your time or energy. And like you're going to end up in a more toxic situation that's only going to hurt you in the future. Well, now that we've heard all about that, <laughs> Vanessa, like, I think we need a break. Yeah, agreed. So we're going to do that and we'll come back and talk about what you can look for in the first 90 days that will help you make the decision about whether to stay or go. As long as we don't have to circle back to that toxic environment, I'm fine with whatever we do next. Are you getting more out of corporate America? I, I know I am. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Those words are ridiculous together. Rating would be the stars. Review would be the words. Subscribe would be like hitting the button. The follow button. The like whatever Apple's changed. It's now like a follow. I don't know. Oh, on Spotify it is follow still. Okay, follow. Follow us on Spotify. What is it on Apple? It's a plus in the top right corner. Plus us on Apple. Thank you. Okay, (laughs) Google plus. (laughs) R.I.P. Good riddance. (laughs) True. All right, we're back from the break and I want to talk about some subtler signals of like subtler red flags that might be a little bit like, might take you a little longer to notice. It might not be as obvious as someone being like <laughs> yelled at from down the hall and then having to run paper in hand oh to gosh. the office, right? Like, uh, again, Jimmy Choo is fine. Like I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll do a number of things again, for Louis Vuitton's. If but you're like, Hannah Wintour, fine. Fine. Other than that, <laughs> the answer's no. Yeah. So we, we kind of put these into several categories when we're thinking about like in what areas of a corporate sure. life might we see these types of red flags. So we're looking at management issues. We're looking at organizational issues. We're looking at culture issues. And we're looking at kind of just like directional issues. Like does that company know where they're fucking going? Which 
you know, mm-hmm. it's nice to have. It's <laughs> right. super nice to have. And, and the reason we give you 90 days is because these are not going to be immediately obvious within yeah. the first like 30 or 60. Cause you're gonna You're going to be drinking from that fire hose. You're going to be taking a lot of information in how to do your job, who you do your job for and where does it go? Like, yeah. Not and if you're like ball. me, you're hardly sleeping, hardly yes. eating and like having a crisis. <laughs> totally. Like you're just dealing with a lot on your mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. weeks and months um, of a new job. So to just give yourself some time on these ones. First category here, we've got management red flags. A couple <laughs> things you might notice. You don't know who your manager is. You don't have a job description. One-on-ones are not happening, even though you've you taken initiative them. and you schedule mm-hmm. them and you're like, you've got your agendas together as per episode two. That's the reason we put it all the way up top. Up at the top. Um, if your manager can't answer any of your questions, like I had a manager who... I got brought in to work in social media. She knew nothing about social media and it, it just like, she can't judge your work. Yeah. I I didn't realize it was a red flag until much later when she didn't know how to like champion my work, judge my work and give me feedback so I could improve. She didn't know how my work impacted the business. So she couldn't make a business case for keeping me around. Mm. Like it it just became like, like not a red flag to leave immediately, but a red flag for like my career is not going to grow under this person. Right. 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 Another thing you might watch out for is like unrealistic expectations from your manager. Now, Vanessa and I, and, and we expect all of you to be ambitious, goal-oriented career yes. women, obviously, and we're all for hitting ground running, but there is a time and a place for like expectation management and all of that. So just something to watch out for. A note on LinkedIn, and we've talked about LinkedIn stalking. Hold please. <laughs> That's going to be episode seven. So we've, we've talked about LinkedIn stalking episode seven for further reference, but once you're inside, it's a little bit different. You're looking for a couple different things. Now that you know the exact people that you're working with, like who's on your team, who are your cross-functional team members, whatever, whatever, you're kind of looking like, are they qualified or is everyone new? Has everyone started that job within the last two months? Like on big teams, I used to like keep a list of like, okay, the immediate circle that I need to work with, how long has everyone been here? I have a spreadsheet of this, like okay, two <laughs> months, six months, three months, whatever. I'm like, right. if the average is less than a year, that's a red flag unless you're in startup land and even then startup land can also be a problem in in that case I'd go to the next job like okay how long were they in the next job and back up to are they qualified were they doing like um, you're also looking for employee churn so I would go to the other people who've had this company on their resume in the past Mm -hmm. and see how long they were there so if you see a lot of people who've left the company really quickly like oh I was only there for three or four months I was only there for six months I was only there for a year how fast are all those people leaving too it'll give you some information about like what yes what is really going on right Mm -hmm. the other thing I like to make sure that I this is difficult to say a little bit but like I like to know what happened to the person before me oh 100 percent. and like sometimes in like an egoic way I want to know that I'm better than them Uh (laughs) uh-huh But mostly I do want to know what happened to them. Like it's, it's been like dating someone who's been divorced. Like I need you to answer it's a too question. too soon, Vanessa. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry. I need you to be able to answer honestly, like what led to your divorce? And I know it's not just that other person. And I know it's not just you. It's a combination of the two things. How you answer the question is sometimes more important than what the answer is. Exactly. Actually. You get it. Same thing here. Like start asking people like, how long has this team been formed? Can you help me understand what was happening before me? So I know what balls to pick up or what like. And that's the way you passed, frame it. Instead of like man, what the fuck happened with Stacy? Did she get fired? Right. Like we don't want to have that conversation in like week one. right? (laughs) Poor Stacy. Karen's been taken. So like (laughs) Cheryl, Karen, (laughs) or now not Stacy. Yeah. If people start to get weird about it, could be a red flag. Could be a red flag. Just be aware. Like, and and I'm, I'm a huge proponent of not everyone is right for that company, like, or that situation. They had other pressures on them. So like, don't judge the person before you too harshly, but it's it's not a single factor issue. Right. It's good to have that information under your belt. Something else that you've mentioned to me about this is like, 
if you're meeting people and they're tell you're telling them what team you're on. Yeah, if their eyebrows start to get really high and like close to their forehead, that's a red <laughs> flag. I if they if their reaction is like, oh Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 I had a manager once who like when I started telling people I was on her team, like, oh, interesting. Right, 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 like, right, right. And I know when I use the word interesting, it's not positive. If you talk to me, I've told you something's interesting, I didn't mean it. Um but like <laughs> That, those are the kind of things like as Just you meet. subtle little social yeah. difference, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Hannah, uh, something else you mentioned in your question was about how, I guess, how not organized they are. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's, that's, a, that's an area where you can start to observe your company and might allow you to make some mm-hmm. more educated decisions about your relationship with that company in the future. Yeah. Like you're, you're right on the money by feeling like they're not organized within day three. Like if <laughs> you can kind of tell. Yeah, exactly. Um, other places to look though, to like validate that they're super unorganized is like, do they have a shared drive space or is everybody working on their own laptop and you kind of have to get files from people? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like how are files shared? Yes. Also in that space is like, are there training materials? Hannah, obviously. If there's, yeah. So where are my processes exactly? <laughs> <laughs> do they not exist and I need to write them? Great. Okay, cool. Job security. Um, but like you were mentioning, Hannah, like they're sending you to YouTube for training? Not no. the thing. If it's like, ugh, so not great. No. If you find when you're talking about how to do your job or asking how to do your job, people are saying things like, you need to go talk to this person. They know everything. Like instead of a process, there's a person who knows that. Right. That's not how business should function. No, that's that's not how sustainable business functions. You got to be able to replicate and scale knowledge and comms. Totally. Obviously, if you haven't met HR in person, that's a red flag. The hard way. One, One last thing about organization, like there should be some kind of internal communication system telling people when people change seats. Usually it's like an all hands email from a C-suite or a senior VP that says, hey, just FYI, this person's left the company. We're bringing this person on or maybe we don't tell you somebody left the company, but we do say this person has been brought out of the company and they're going to be doing the following things. So everyone knows everyone's on the same page. Then your meet and greets become like a, oh yeah, I read that email. Great, blah, blah, blah. Like it's just like a name to face kind of thing. That being said, (laughs) the reason we put this in here is because I learned this the hard way. I was hired to do a job and in the course of my manager taking me around and introducing me to other people on the team, one person on the team learned that her job was being taken from her and given to me in that moment. Like I got introduced as this is Vanessa. She's taking over marketing social. And that person said, well, I'm doing marketing social. And my manager said, not anymore. Ugh. It got so fucking weird. We're, it's just so unprofessional. We're in a hallway. We're not even in a meeting. What a fucking shit show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so just as those are some I organizational see. red flags to watch out for, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've already seen a number of them. We're beyond. <laughs> Next up, cultural red flags. This one, it's also subtle. These are just more subtle things that you have to watch mm-hmm. out for. Hannah, like you pointed out that somebody slipped up and said they wanted to hire a woman for this. This is... Those types of things. Uh-huh, right? Like I I work in a company who's mostly men right now and I absolutely love it because they're all they're all feminists. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, emotionally intelligent. Yeah, they're incredible. <laughs> I absolutely adore them. But like there are some companies who aren't like that. They are mostly men and they're sexist. So you just have to watch out for it. Just be aware of like who these people are, who tends to work at this company. Are you dealing with a bunch of finance bros? Just kind of get a vibe for it. The other thing that like, that, I, that I've learned the hard way is like, I lived in a small town and was employed by this employer, kind of the biggest employer in the small town. And it was great. Like they're take care of their people. It was wonderful, wonderful, blah, blah, blah. But like what I started realizing as I got even a year into this job and I was feeling overworked, I just started looking around and realizing everyone else who worked at that company was never around town. Like they weren't out hanging out. Like they weren't, 
doing stuff with friends who didn't work there. And it just, it was really obvious to me like, oh, cause we're also like head down overworked because there's not enough people on the team to get it done. They're like, everyone feels like they need to be at work 80 hours a week. Right. When you really shouldn't be right. Like period. Well, and not only, and you, you notice that before you started, you're like, these yeah. people aren't around. Yeah. And then once you started, I realized the why you only hung out with people you worked with. That's right. You didn't have a life either. Yeah. So watch out for that. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I have also like sorted out over my varied career is I do not want to work for a family company because when, when push comes to shove, they're not going to fire their family member. They're going to fire you. So like I I don't do it. And I've, I've gotten myself in a situation where I'm like, okay, this is not a family company. And then suddenly I find out somebody's a cousin. I'm like, oh my God, I'm out. Like, (laughs) (laughs) just like that that plays into like company culture but like just just be aware of who's related to who when you're talking to them because sometimes you don't know last area of red flags we wanted to kind of touch on was this question about whether or not the company's direction is clear I've experienced this first. Yeah, I was like, this seems like a this seems like a Holland conversation now. Mm, like, I've told enough war stories. <laughs> <laughs> I had this experience with a former employer. It was like, I got this project. I was asked to do it. I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, I started on it. Got a good, you know, good chunk of work done on it. And the first week, I checked in with the with the uh, stakeholder. The next week, he's like, oh, that doesn't matter anymore. And I was like, <laughs> come again? Okay, like that. That's fine. But then. He proceeded to tell me the following week that it did need to be done. I was like, but, but, but when, how, where, how? Like yeah. I did half of it. You said it didn't matter. I stopped and I moved on to other priorities. And now like, I'm feeling bad because you told me last week, it doesn't matter anymore. So I kind of hated it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just, a, it's just kind of like a little, just a little marker to say, they don't know what they're doing. Like they don't know where they're going. Like they don't know what matters. And, and like that might not always be a function of that manager. It could certainly be that that manager is at the mercy of someone above them, someone exactly. above them, someone above them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it's like happening in a vacuum, but, but what it meant was Holland's project got prioritized and deprioritized multiple times within a matter of weeks. And that's too, it's just really frustrating. That's too short of a cycle. Like, like the C-suite of any company should have a five to 10 year roadmap business plan, what they're planning to do with their lives. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if, if it's being led by a team that's intelligent and is in the market and like knows what's up, they have that. They have a vision for where they're going. They should be able to tell yes. you. And, well, they should be able to tell your manager and your manager should be able to pull it up in a document somewhere. This is like, here's our roadmap. It might be, it might be not accessible to you because you're lower level, sure. but like in a one-on-one, you should be able to ask your manager, like, what's the, what's the vision? What's like, the big idea? Yeah. Where are we going with this? Yeah. And, and she'd be like, well, we want to grow into X or we want to become blah, or we want to do blah. You know what I mean? They like, should be able to succinctly tell you the mission or vision for that company and how they're going to get there over the next five to 10 years. Absolutely. No questions asked. And if they can't, that's the C-suite's problem. And that tells you like, maybe this is not a place that I need to stake my career. So in these categories, Hannah, of management, organization, culture, company direction, our general advice is take some notes, write it down for yourself. You know, if you have a gut reaction to something, I would definitely make note of it. And overall, trust yourself. If you see enough of these that you're not willing to stay, that you're making an assessment that it's not good for you, not good for your career, not good for your longevity with this company, GTFO. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like my... (laughs) My number one priority in this episode is to give everyone permission to leave and don't feel bad about it. If this is not serving you, get out. And these are markers on things that will probably not be serving you. Before we let you go, Hannah, we want to just touch 
briefly on some very, 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 very serious red flags. What's more ser- dark red flags? Maroon flags. <laughs> well, that's that's A&M, so maybe not. Dear God. <laughs> um, oh, like Texas. Yes. Dear God. <laughs> Just kidding. Which, you know what I mean? A&M may be a red flag. <laughs> no Aggies listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> Um, but, but there are some serious, like, just not only do you leave immediately, but you might have to take some additional action, in fact. Right. And this falls into the category of, like, like that tax situation at that agency we want to talk about. Like, I was willing to put up with a lot because, like, I was excited about working in an agency for the first time. I was excited about these clients. Like, I thought maybe this, this could be the thing. And then as soon as that, as soon as I sorted out, there's enough weirdness about their tax situation. I was like, no, I'm out. Right. So things like that, things like abuse, nepotism, anything that's really overtly sexist mm-hmm. or subtly sexist, right? Yeah, like, like this is what Hannah's seeing with the totally. eight guys and, and herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, I, I think in Hannah's situation, you start looking around and realizing there's a possibility of sexual abuse in the office. Like there was a team that I was aware of that had a VP who hired only very specific type looking women. They were small, brunette, tend yeah. to be young. And like he would, he would like coach them and work in their careers with them and like make contact with them like outside of work. So like he was on TikTok and he'd be DMing them late Ew, at night. Like, uh, yeah. And like he was on Instagram, like just wanted to be super buddy buddy with them. And like, I don't know that anything ever happened, but it just had the ickiest feeling around it. It just gets weird when your team starts looking the same. It's like, oh, that's creepy. Like, It's creepy. Uh-huh. So like, it's just something to take note of. If it gets into more serious situations where you find yourself in physical harm because there's a possibility of sexual abuse in the office, that's that's what this section is. Yeah. And the action recommended here is leave the building for good with evidence in hand. Hannah, you're starting to see like some of these are the super obvious get out now. Some of them are like, okay, this is information to have and it will help me determine how long I want to stay this company, what my next move needs to be, whether I want to pursue a next move inside this company or whether I need to be looking externally. This is the kind of information that, that will help you make really informed decisions. Got a question for Ask Your Work Wife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. You do not update your LinkedIn until you're three months into the new job. You've cleared all these hurdles and you've decided, yep, these are warts I can live with. This also, this like updating after three months, keeps you out of this cute little trend of the like announcement post. Like, yeah. you guys, I'm like leaving this company and I'm so excited for my next challenge and I want to thank all these people. That's called brown nosing, fucker. And like, I just, like, it's so irritating. Like, stay tuned. What's next? I'm like, you're not an HBO show. Well, it's like, it reminds me of like on Facebook back in, back in the odds <laughs> yes. when you were like, I'm in a relationship. Oh my God. The relationship status drama. That was like the best thing. Like I know, a bunch of friends of good, would get around right? and we'd get on our phone and we're like, okay, who broke up this week? That's amazing. I've never changed my relationship status on my Facebook. Not I'm since so 2004. Proud of you. It was amazing. Like. I will even, you know, even if I get married one of these days, I'm not fucking changing it. Like I it's don't. It's irrelevant. Yes, totally. Plus, most of the functionality has been deprecated. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like, yeah, just stay, stay off LinkedIn. For-